The following is offered by Discerning Hearts, a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to spiritual formation through the use of new media. To download this selection, or to browse hundreds of other programs, or to contribute to our mission with a charitable donation which is fully tax-deductible, visit our website at discerninghearts.com. Today, the Church in its liturgy is underlining these events, especially of Mary, the role that Mary plays in our salvation. If we could begin to see how important she is to our eternal salvation. Devotion to Mary is so theologically, liturgically fulfilling. You know, how do you get a man like St. John Paul II with such a love for Mary? And how did we just coming out of an era, and I know some professors in seminaries who minimize in the devotional life, the devotion to Mary, or especially with regard to the rosary, they think, well, maybe we have to emphasize the liturgical. Look at what the church is doing at this time of Advent. Follow me today in how the church is underlining the incarnation and as we make our way to Christmas in this stage of Advent, let's listen to how the church is helping us understand. Again, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. This divine plan has been proposed to Mary and how she's taking in first the revelation of the Trinity. God, I've always known who you are in the mystery 
of my life. I'm reading about you, and I'm thinking about you, and I'm praying and worshiping you and giving my whole self to you, including my whole virginal life turned over to you. Now you tell me, and it's revealed, that you have a son about to be born into the world according to this plan is the eternal word of God. That eternal word that's in me. This mystery involves me and you. The eternal word that's coming into the world, that mystery of who I am, who is in me, who I am to become, who I behold every day. Behold the Lamb of God, this Jesus who's about to come into her is now being proposed to me through her. What a magnificent moment this is. The one that I am called into, the one whom I am going to live and be renewed in at this moment is about to come into the world. This moment involves everyone, everyone in this world. Her reply involves every single human being. Tearful Adam is waiting for her response. Adam is saying to Mary, I have suffered and been in the shadow of death with my whole family. What are you going to answer? Because it's the whole of human family is in her hands. Abraham is waiting She knows the father Abraham, that he has been promised this covenant. All of a sudden, this is all revealed to her. How does her heart take this in? And she is trying to make sense of all this. The explosion of truth here, of trinity and mystery, and the word, the eternal word of God is coming to her and wanting to enter into Mary. Moses, the patriarchs, all the prophets we have in our text today, Isaiah, who is predicting and talking about this coming. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask for a sign from the Lord, your God. Let it be deep as the netherworld, or as high as the sky. But Ahaz answered, I will not ask. I will not tempt the Lord. Then Isaiah said, Listen, O house of David, is it not enough for you to weary men? Must you also weary my God? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you this sign, The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. The Word of the Lord. And now, this eternal word is about to become flesh. And, you know, when we wonder the most 
important words that we say over and over and over again. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. This is about to be answered. Mary, Mary, speak that word. Say that word. Breathe that passing word, as St. Bernard of Clairvaux says, so that you might receive the eternal word. That word that is in me. That word that is my life. The word that I behold. The word that I become and that renews me. This word When I say the Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. The whole world is waiting for this moment, waiting for Mary's reply. I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. How quickly he goes back and gives his message to the Most High God, the Father. And the Word, by the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit, becomes flesh and dwells amongst us. We have Emmanuel. This is how he came to be in our world. In this mystery, in this time of this coming this Christmas so that he will be renewed in me and in you. The power of that word which is in me, which is in you, the power of that word, behold the word of God, behold the Lamb of God, behold Jesus, the whole world is in him and through him and with him, in him, in this mystery. Who am I? Who are we? Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesu. These cries that go up before the throne of God that Mary will give us a renewed sense, an awareness not only of who she is, but who I am, who you are, who we are in this world. The mystery of the incarnation, the eternal word became flesh in the womb of Mary, and the whole world was lighted up. Christmas is a light to the whole world. And this Advent is like a mystery. Do we really recognize and realize the eternal word was made flesh through Mary in her womb? That those words we say, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus When she said those words, when the eternal word came to be in her womb, it changed the whole course of history. 
It changed the whole course of all the children of Adam and Eve. It changed the whole course of the rest of the world. We do know that when her son suffered and died and rose 33 years later after his birth, it was Adam and Eve that he went down into the underworld, down, down, down deep into Sheol. And he announced there as this tearful, waiting, condemned to death. He went into the shadow of death and brought Adam and Eve and all those who had been under that shadow to heaven. And when she cries out in her words, and you say them, and I say them, all generations will call me blessed. That means every generation of humankind up until her coming. And every generation until the end of the world. All generations will call me blessed. You know, it's not so much that Protestants don't call her blessed as the fact that we Catholics don't have that deep awareness of how blessed we are to have a mother who is blessed, to have a mother who is a virgin in these this decadent age and this time, this radiant virgin, mother of God, that this is the time that we have this deep, deep devotion to Mary. Why am I not as aware of Mary's love? Because I am not truly aware of who I am as her son, a Christian. United with Jesus, she gave us Jesus. The eternal word became flesh in her womb. And I am him in this age. When he said on the cross, behold your son, he was talking all the fathers of the church. He was talking about Mary's relationship with me, Mary's relationship with you. She is the mother of the church. She is the mother of Jesus. She is the mother when she took on this mystery, and it's a mystery. How does she really become the mother of all of mankind? And that mystery, as we get deeper and deeper into it at this particular time. And so what I would ask you to do is, what is the connection between you and Mary, if it isn't the word, the eternal word of God that was made flesh in her womb and that is in you. What is your relationship with Mary? It's through him and with him and in him. She is the mother of Jesus. You are in Jesus and through him and with him, she becomes your mother. At least from now until Christmas, pray the rosary every day as you intensify and especially as you pray, each time you pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. And as you pray the rosary today, when you have those intentions that you're praying for, bring them into each and every one of the prayers. Uh, Today, on this Tuesday, we have the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. Maybe there's some people in your family going through very dark and hard times. Pray for all of the members of your family, particularly those who are carrying big crosses and going through much suffering. God bless. You've been listening to Building the Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this program or to browse hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to support our efforts. But most of all, we pray that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com.